The sun shines bright on you, me, and the SEC. You're proud of that one, aren't I've, you? I have been waiting a long time to be able to <laughs> say those words because we are about to rock and roll with Kentucky <sighs> and our SEC Primer Series. Brittany, how are you? I'm, you know, I'm doing pretty good. We've had some um, audio difficulties. Well, last night uh, we sat down to talk about Kentucky football and someone sabotaged our oh, efforts. Oh, really? Who was that? I don't want to name any names, but... I don't want to name any names. Listen, so I'm going to protect was, the innocent on this podcast. Listen, it was audio issues, and it might have taken us an hour to figure out that a plug was not fully plugged in, and I might have plugged that plug in initially. I think it's uh, good with the spirit of Kentucky football of shooting yourself in the foot. Okay. I think it was nice all thematic. That there. was the whole plan, <laughs> and uh, here we are tonight. So our SEC primary series takes us north uh, from Baton Rouge to Lexington. And is this gonna, the most north? Yes. Uh, is it? I don't know. Columbia, Missouri. Yeah, I don't know either. I'm not sure. I'm not a geographer. Okay. Well, we can. It's about. I mean, I would say it's about on on the line. I would say because you know you I go I sixty four. That's how you. That's it goes right there. So it's very close. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know, well, we you know, full disclosure, we lived in Lexington. Ben lived in Lexington for like. 12 yeah, years. Yeah, so I lived in and around Lexington from 2005 to 2018. Right. Uh, of course, I'm a UK grad. And then um, I lived up there for like eight years. So um, I would say, especially as a native deep south person, it, that Lexington, anything one hour north of Lexington is not the south well it's ohio right <laughs> right but you could also i mean we could have a whole podcast itself on is kentucky the south that's you, right you say no i'm a little more friendly to the idea right that you want i be say a, it's a border i say it's it's well, right on the border it, it was a border state and in the war of uh Northern aggression. That is a true moniker for it. It is very much a border state. Yeah. So in any case, um, Kentucky football in the 2010s, uh, we're going to take a look at that, looking at kind of the narrative of uh, UK football uh, during that decade, the good, the bad, and the joker. Uh, and then we're also going to look at, Gosh, you, <laughs> I know you were laughing. I just wonder how many jokes you have. <laughs> Listen, I have so many. Y'all, I'm sorry. To... I'm trying to contain them, but it's going to be hard. No, no. Well, I'll, I'll behave as best as possible. We'll do superlatives and then we'll talk about 2020 for That's Kentucky right. and look ahead uh, to 2021. That's right. So let's go ahead and start with just, um, the 2010s. So starting in 2010. Well, that... can we do deep context again? I mean, we're doing okay, context, but okay. let's do context for the context. All right. So, okay. You, you do this then. Well. Or you start. UK football. If, when you look at the SEC, mm-hmm. you would probably argue that the vast majority of schools that football is the main attraction. Right. I, I think that there are a few schools that baseball can wiggle in there okay. as well. But it is undoubtable that uh, UK football is not the main attraction right. in Lexington. It's a basketball town. Uh, it always has been and always will be. UK football is traditionally the distraction that gets you from August to uh, November for basketball season to begin. Right. And growing up in Kentucky, that was always a story because Kentucky football in my childhood, there was like two good years. And you had uh, uh, a lot of like 
dominant individual players, but the team was always not great. Okay, so, so 80s and 90s, not much to write home about. No, and really not since the days of Bear Bryant. Fun mm-hmm. fact, if you didn't know, Bear Bryant coached Kentucky back in the 50s. Mm-hmm. Uh, Before you went to Alabama. Right. Um, so, uh, in any case, it is a it's a it's a football is has oftentimes been kind of either pushed to the side or just doesn't get that attention. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I think we're going to talk about here uh, through this podcast is how throughout the 2010s, you start to see football becoming a much bigger attraction and focal point in terms of funding. Mm-hmm. Um, in Lexington, and with it has come some consistent results, which for Kentucky football is not something that is consistent at all. So That's right. So um, before 2010, in the early 2000s, um, Rich Brooks, is that right? Yeah, Rich Brooks. Okay, so mm-hmm. how long was he there? So he was hired in like 2003, mm-hmm. and um, Kentucky was close to hiring Bill Parcells, NFL uh, head coach, I don't know, Hall of Famer, maybe. Okay. I mean, just like big deal. Right. Uh, he decided to go to the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Imagine, right? Picking the Cowboys over Kentucky. But that's what he did. <laughs> so Rich Brooks was hired, who was uh, the coach of Oregon. Okay. When Oregon won the Rose Bowl in like the mid-90s, before Oregon was like Nike Central. Right. Um, but he did a really good job of recruiting locally, a lot of good talent from southern states that were not necessarily the top talent, which mm-hmm. were going to Florida and Tennessee and Georgia and whatnot. Uh, but he built Kentucky into a really solid program. And he left in 2009 because he retired. Because he's like 80-something years old. Right. So he Actually, left like nicely. And there is a – he so he is on Twitter. Okay. And he tweets about all of his activities now as an older – he's in his 70s. I was joking about okay. the age, but only slightly – but he does a lot of fishing and a lot of golf, and he grows tomatoes, and he talks about all these things on Twitter. And he, the other day, he was talking about his golf game, mm-hmm. and he meant to type that he shot an 85. <laughs> Unfortunately, the vowel choice in the word shot was incorrect, let's say. <laughs> and he, he let us know uh, that he didn't shoot an 85 but right. you know we don't want to get the e label on our podcast so you can fill in the games worried about maybe, this now <laughs> maybe i can screenshot the tweet in the uh the show notes but yeah. it was uh, it was awesome well um, that's what happens when you get a, a i'm not gonna say it yeah yeah right. we don't wanna, <laughs> okay we don't anyway so rich brooks came he had, it was a, a decent 2000s right. with him but building never, the program but, but no more than seven wins in the regular right season. right so and then he um, I'm pretty sure I read that Joker, he was on staff with Brooks, right. and he like he knew he was going to have this job like a year or two before. Yeah, as a coach in waiting. Yeah, coach in waiting, yeah. which I did not know was a thing. I'd only heard well, ladies in what, waiting, well, the, not a coach in waiting. <laughs> the ladies in waiting. Yeah. <laughs> right. What is a lady in waiting? What it, is that? It's from the medieval times. It's like when you would, like, the, you're like posse, basically. Oh, it's your posse? Yeah. If you're a famous lady. And right. that's your waiting lady. Your lady in waiting is like your posse. Would you would you like would you be comfortable with that concept today? I like, think it exists if you, today. Well, would you have like 
would you like to have three or four ladies in waiting? Who even? says I don't already have some ladies in waiting? It's our two daughters. It right? is. And, yeah, and, and Piper. And, and Piper. And our dog. <laughs> laying comatose on the floor beside us. So Joker comes in. Joker um, Phillips. Yeah. Joker Phillips. Mm-hmm. Um, and he played at UK. He did. So I think people were pretty hyped on him. Yeah. He was the offensive coordinator when Kentucky had a very powerful offense during the those later Rich Brooks years. Um, so, yeah. I mean. Everybody was was fine with that, and, right? And good with that, right? Um, so they that first year they went six and seven, which sounds like that's about what yeah, it looks like. I mean, it's a six and six year losing the bowl game. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I I literally have no notes on twenty ten, so um, except for maybe later I have something. Well, I the, say. yeah. The now one, this is now Randall Cobb is here. Well, that's the uh, that's what I was gonna say. Is this is yeah. Randall Cobb's um, his last year. Right, right. And he was a very dynamic wide receiver. He played, he he ran the ball. He played quarterback his freshman year. Right. uh, In 2008. So he was uh, just a dynamite athlete. Not really highly recruited, Mm -hmm. but he showed up on campus and the coaches were like, we got somebody here. Yeah. He's going to be doing some good stuff. So fun fact, this was actually the year Ben and I met because this is when I moved up to Kentucky. Right. And I always joked with with you that you had a framed picture of Randall Cobb at your, on your bedside. He's the most beautiful eyes. <laughs> I mean, just look at his eyes. Just he Google, never denied it. Just Google Randall Cobb. It's and true. And look at his eyes and you won't look away. It's true. He's a beautiful man. So where is he? He's still playing, right? Yeah. he. Of course, he played for the Packers. Mm-hmm. Right? Drafted by Green Bay. Um I think he's, and then he's like played for two or three teams. I know he he's at the Texans, and then he was at the Cowboys. He's he's somewhere. I don't yeah. know exactly where. Okay, well, I'm good for him. I'm gonna say Dallas. Uh, yeah, let me look it up in the Google machine. You keep going. Okay, so looking at that next year, 2011, they go five and seven. Not that great, um, but you know, still kind of just mediocre. It doesn't seem like they're turning the turning it around anytime soon but 2011 was also a really big year well, it was a big year there was a there was a big victory right uh and kentucky football is known for like if you know that friend who okay so if you've you've watched parks and recreation right yes kentucky football is jerry gergich <laughs> okay it's just like you're just expecting for them to screw it up at the end uh, even if things look great, you know at the end of the day that something bad's going to happen. Uh, Randall Cobb, by the way, is playing for the Houston Texans. Look at those eyes. Still beautiful. He's a beautiful man. It's true. <laughs> uh, but, no, you expect Kentucky to screw up. Um, and that's just kind of the moniker they had. And part of that uh, culture that had been built over years is that Kentucky could not be Tennessee. Uh couldn't be Florida either, but so you had these two like dueling streaks of Kentucky hadn't beaten Tennessee since like 1984, mm-hmm. hadn't beaten Florida since 1986, mm-hmm. and there's just every year like you know one of the two games every year they get close they end up losing. Right. In 2011, Kentucky is not going to a bowl game. They stick a and their their quarterbacks are hurt. They stick a wide receiver at quarterback. More on that later. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they win I think 10 to seven. 
Mm-hmm. It was a very emotional game. It was, and that was the first time Ben met my family. Just we're, this actually is just goes along with Ben this and Mike's relationship. It's kind of our you're going to learn so much about us in this episode because <laughs> that was the uh, first time Ben met my family. Thanksgiving, not the first time. That no, was the first, first Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving yeah. with my family. We were cramped in my grandmother's. I had to go outside, condo, and, and Ben it was, was like, like, "I need to walk." Ninety-five degrees in there, and then I had to go outside and walk around because I was sobbing. Walk around this like senior it was like, complex. I can, it was like old, you know, Claris is walking down the street, and then, you ben, know, like stress walking and it'd be like hey i'm good don't worry about me don't worry about me but it was a very very happy day for ben and all kentucky fans to end that streak in ten- with tennessee in 2011 now right. moving to 2012 not good Woo, y'all okay so they went two and ten shut out by vandy so the bottom falls out we'll yeah. come back to that game later but it and was then- clear by this point so Rich Brooks, there was always kind of a thought is at the end, of course, he's getting a little older, recruiting, you know, kind yeah. of starting to slow down a little bit. And uh, so you, you, three or four years later, that really started to show up. And, like, there was a severe lack of talent. Um, and it was clear that, that this was not working. Right, right. Which, you know, even I kind of I like doing, being able to look at these teams that we get back to back, you know, look at Tennessee during this time. They had the talent. Oh yeah. They had the recruiting. Yeah. They've never not had that. Right. It just the difference between these two programs that that this has been what Kentucky has to fight is recruiting in the sec. The problem for Kentucky, it's not like it's getting the state has become much more so than it used to be, but it's not a natural recruiting bed. Right. You're, if you're lucky, you're going to get four or five solid, SEC caliber players per year mm-hmm. from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So so you don't really have a great well to draw from, and you're competing against these Deep South teams, which are the literally the best states right. to pull elite talent from. Right. I mean, we have more talent in the county we're living in than the whole state of Kentucky usually has, right? right? So um, that, that makes it consistently difficult. And if you don't have a clear vision on what you're going to do at Kentucky, it makes it hard. Right. So, um, they also lost to Western Kentucky in overtime, which is like losing to your little sister's cousin. Yeah. It's like letting your, your, um, it's like letting your, your cousin just basically show you up. Right. It's not even cousin that, 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 that would be like equality. Uh, it's more like your great nephew. I don't even know what that would look wow, like. Wow, they're really shooting them down there. I know. But so, and you know, with that kind of seals it that Joker's gone. Yeah, I actually was at that game. And I'm going to do that only once. We said we could, <laughs> that this wasn't going to be a tour of my memories. I know, I know. But no, I was at that game where Kentucky lost to Western overtime. Western ran a two-point conversion overtime on a trick play and won it. And I remember leaving and thinking, like, well, that's ever Joker. I mean, this yeah. the rest of the year is just kind of over it. So Right. So tough. Joker goes, um, he actually ends up at Texas at one point, doesn't he? He's everywhere. He yeah. becomes like a position coach. He's, uh, I think, it, where's he now? I Maybe we looked that up the yeah, other day. Yeah, I can't, I don't know. Somewhere random. Maryland? That sounds right. Yeah, that let's sounds make right. It, let's make it Maryland. <laughs> Not in the SEC. No. Um, and then they hire. Although he did go to Florida, I think, for a while. Oh, really? Yeah, but that's yeah. neither here nor there. I, I like Joker Phillips. Oh, he's a nice guy. He's a terrible coach. Yeah. Head coach. Yeah. Good coordinator. Right. Yeah, good position um, coach. So then we hire Mark Stoops. Yes, I like how you said we. Um, so, uh, just saying, pronouns matter. Uh, Mark Stoops, defensive coordinator of Florida. Of course, the Stoops name. 
I mean, that's that was the right. That was the thing. Is, so his brother Bob. Yeah. Oh, Bob. <laughs> Robert. His his brother Bob, uh, coached at Oklahoma. Right. Was like a, you know, a storied coach absolutely there. one national title right right yeah. and i think he has another brother that coaches too right yeah so mike uh was a coach at arizona for a while didn't do as well uh as as mark will do yeah uh, and he's a uh he bounces around i mean he he'll be mark mike mike yeah Sorry. he'll be coordinators in different spots yeah okay so yeah so that's 2013 is his first and they go two and ten again yeah so like it's been described uh, that the talent when that new coaching staff got there, that the talent for Kentucky when they arrived was, they thought, was lower than any other Power 5 team in the whole mm-hmm. um, in the whole country. Uh, and it was so bad, we'll come back to this later, but like the year before, Vandy, Vanderbilt beat Kentucky 40 to nothing. Yeah. Uh, that 4-0, right? right? I mean, we're talking like a Noah's Ark shutout here. Mm-hmm. 40 days. You can see what I did there with Noah's Ark 40. Oh days, my gosh, y'all! I can't even write them in. <laughs> I didn't even write that down. I thought that was the top of my head. But you know, <laughs> well, uh, but you know, I also looked at their schedule that year. It was tough. I shut my Who's computer. Kentucky's? Kentucky's. It like all of their like they had like five like their they had like five ranked teams. Yeah. That they played and all they the were SEC. all well, yeah. but they were all in the top ten at the yeah. time that they played them. Yeah. You know, I mean, so yeah, he's coming gonna, in with it, a bad class, not right. a bad class. That sounds bad, but maybe the talent was the right. pool was shallow. His first game, he loses to Western Kentucky again. Yeah. So it's like, well, yeah. is this really? But that, I, but again, his schedule was really tough. So yeah. moving on to twenty fourteen, five and seven, good start. Yeah, and that year, it it really like at the beginning of the year, they get off to a really good start, five mm-hmm. and one. Right. But they lose the last six games. Right. Because all you had to get was one more win, and then you would get bowl eligible. Right. Uh, but you still like this isn't like with Kentucky basketball mm-hmm. where. You know, the, the program was in shambles. Right. You hire John Calipari, you bring three players, and boom, you're a national right. contender. Right. Um, same thing's probably going to happen this year with Kentucky basketball. Mm-hmm. Terrible last year. They're bringing in a lot of new players. who are going to be back to, hopefully, uh, from my perspective, uh, the, the top 10, top 15. Can't do that with football. Right. Like, if you are at the point at the bottom, it's going to take you three, at least three years, to, to really get your recruits in mm-hmm. and get them developed. So... And I think that's going to be a major thing that the Kentucky administration, the athletic director, has to think about is that when do you, like, when do you pull the plug? Mm-hmm. Because the next year, twenty fifteen, they go five and seven again. Mm-hmm. So, when is it appropriate for an athletic director to say it's not working for you? Yeah. Is it two years? Is it three years? Is it four years? Yeah. What do well, you think? I, well, I think so much about it is the culture. Like, if you see it moving, like, if you see the coach changing and building the culture, um, especially at a school like Kentucky, like, again, comparing it to Tennessee, you don't really have to build Tennessee football culture. You do have to build your team culture and that. But, you know, so much of what Mark Stoops has done, and, you know, I always pick, like, themes um, that I see throughout like doing all this research and one of mine is recruiting you know he has really that was a big focus for him was recruiting and getting these guys that will talk some names like Benny Snell Bud Dupree like Lynn Bowden you know that um, maybe would not have gone to another SEC school 
but he was really able to like build them up in his program. Yeah, the development is was important. Mm-hmm. Um, where you and you're gonna see this more now with the transfer portal, where you know a player comes in and sees some like roadblocks and be like, I maybe I can go somewhere else and right. play. Um, you know, it was very much a long game. Right. And that fourth year, 2016, mm-hmm. uh, very slow start. Yeah. Uh, lose like 50 to five or something ridiculous at Florida. Lost to Southern Miss. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the first game and it it really at that point you've gone three years mm-hmm. no bowls um you're owing two like is this gonna work mm-hmm. quarterback gets hurt second game basically out for the year and then that 2016 season is when it starts to turn around right so they go seven and six they hire eddie grand that year mm-hmm. as the offensive coordinator i think that was really helpful for them and then they have i mean their big win that year was Louisville. Yes. So Louisville is an in-state rivalry. They play every year, and um, they were ranked number eleven at the time. Right. And name was of the this, week. Who was there? Teddy Bridgewater. No, no. it was Lamar. Lamar. Yeah. When, when was Teddy Bridgewater? Teddy Bridgewater was like Locked. fifteen years ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not. These that's names not right. like float in my ago. head. I don't put them in a year. Yeah, okay, yeah, so this is Lamar. Yeah, this is Lamar. Okay, so, so Lamar like, was so good. Well, the the is, week before. Louisville was, yeah, <laughs> he's not dead. Who did we kill last episode? Was that Lane, Lane Kiffin? <laughs> Rest in peace, Lamar Jackson. We're going to add you to the list. Um, no, like the year, the week before that Kentucky-Louisville game, Louisville was ranked like third in the country. Right. And they were like, playoffs going to happen. They lose to Houston. Right. So the air's out of the balloon. Mm-hmm. They come home senior day, 28 or so point favorite yeah. over a Kentucky team that had just the week before become bowl eligible. So mm-hmm. that pressure was off because mm-hmm. the last two years, Kentucky had come into that Louisville game needing to beat Louisville to be bowl eligible, and they couldn't right. do it. So f- phenomenal game. Right. Like it, Kentucky throwing like deep touchdown passes the whole game. Not something you see much, you know, today. But uh, Lamar is Lamar. It's a beautiful game, at least from my perspective. Yeah, and um, then they do seven and six again next the next season, twenty seventeen. They yeah. win against South Carolina, Mizzou, Tennessee again, and what you're and Vandy. And what you're seeing at this point, and this is something that's building, is that Kentucky traditionally is with Vandy at the bottom. Right. That's just where they are. Right. But what you start to see in the middle two thousand tens is Kentucky elevating itself over South Carolina. Right. Starting to elevate itself over Missouri after mm-hmm. Missouri comes down after a brilliant start to its SEC tenure. Mm-hmm. Uh, consistently over Vandy and now starting to rise over Tennessee. Right. So you're looking at a Kentucky program that is challenging for third place in the East pretty consistently, Mm -hmm. if not even higher than that. Right. And I think that that's what you see as an athletic director is you see like he slowly built. Yeah. You know, and giving him time to do that, you know, was was it Mitch Barnhart? Yep. I will not be able to pull Look any athletic director Name out of athletic my directors. Head. Y'all, I've been inundated. Quick, LSU, uh, athletic director. <laughs> yeah, Who is it? I don't know. I don't either. Um, but, you know, like that's what he saw in Mark Stoops. And I think Mark Stoops is a really likable guy. Yeah. You know, he seems like he really cares for these kids. He's got a big Winnie the Pooh energy yes, to him. Yes, he does. You know, like I think that he seems like he loves Kentucky football. You yeah. Know? And what he's done, even before getting to – you know, at this point where now Kentucky is like making bowl games, what he did and when he came in is saying as a Ohio native, which Stoops is from Youngstown, he basically mm-hmm. said, 
you know what, I see a, a window here. Instead of us settling for the second and third tier players in the South, mm-hmm. let's go recruit Ohio. Let's go get those players that would go to Michigan State mm-hmm. and that would go to Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And that would go. We're not going to get the Ohio State kids, mm-hmm. but we may pick off some of the Michigan kids. Yeah. You know, and, and then, come play in the SEC and, and that's you're the not thing. that far from come home. Come down Interstate 75, three hours, mm-hmm. going to play in the SEC. And that's why if you look at these key players, like uh, so many of them are from Ohio. And, and that, I think, vision and the ability to execute it has led them not only to be consistent in the SEC, but if you look at the Big Ten, those middle-range programs, Michigan State has tanked mm-hmm. as a program, and part of that is because of Kentucky's recruiting presence. You know, some people consider, like, the way Kentucky plays now, mm-hmm. which in the last three or four years was just, just like, we're just going to run the ball. Mm-hmm. That's all we do. Um, that, I don't think that's – by choice, but it's almost necessity with what will happen. But um, it, they play like a Big Ten school. It's like if you you look at the, their players, you look at their style, it's like they're Nebraska mm-hmm. or Minnesota or uh, Iowa. Mark Stoops, of course, an Iowa native. So vision is so important. And I think that, again, Kentucky football, you don't accidentally become good. There's a lot of structural barriers in place that will keep you down. And I think that vision has helped them uh, do something special. Yeah, definitely. So that gets us to 2018. Right. All right, so we're talking about golden years. Yeah, so uh, our first year that we had moved uh, right. to Georgia. Right, right. Uh, not a year. I, you know, I think Kentucky fans are like, okay, eight, seven wins, eight wins. Let's mm-hmm. Let's go at it again. Uh, and and the the standard was set in the second game of the year, and one of those streaks that we talked about, the streak of all streaks, uh, was broken with Kentucky's win in the swamp. That's right, and can, Florida was ranked. Yeah, twenty fifth. They, they were like really bad at the beginning of the year, and they came on at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but yeah, they were ranked. Yeah, and it's a team that's going to go to I think the the cotton no the Chick fil A bowl. Right, so they beat they finally beat Florida in twenty. 20- 18 right um i don't i can't i don't is that when they talk they crack the top did they get ranked after that yeah they were in the top i think they got as high as eighth yeah because so they it get, gets to the point they they beat missouri mm-hmm. on the last play of the game and that sets up a game against georgia in mm-hmm. lexington to the winner mm-hmm. would likely go to the sec championship and at that point i think kentucky is eighth mm-hmm. but i think the problem for Kentucky, particularly against Georgia, mm-hmm. uh, is Georgia plays Kirby Smart runs an offense that's basically what Mark Stoops does. Only Georgia has better players, mm-hmm. so I, it was it's without a I guess <coughs> excuse me without aces in the hole or trick plays or things like that. Mm-hmm. Kentucky is just not really built to beat Georgia mm-hmm. because run the ball. Now, Georgia may be getting away from that this year. Yeah. But just that, like, really control the line of scrimmage, that's what Mark Stoops has built, and it showed in that game. I think Georgia won 34-17. Mm-hmm. It was just 
difficult for Kentucky to compete. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they cracked the top 25 for the first time since. 2007. And they have the first winning SEC season with 10 and 3 since. 1977. Oh, my gosh. All these ridiculous. years. Or those weren't your fun facts. No, were they like, were not my fun okay. facts. Brittany has fun facts. I have some fun facts because I'm trying. apparently I don't know. I'm so. trying to bring something to this conversation. Oh, you're doing great. Okay, so then we're riding high. Are you riding high as a Kentucky fan right I'd now? I'd say, yeah, I'd say for sure. Yeah. To win the uh, the uh, Capital One, whatever they call it, the Citrus Bowl mm-hmm. against Penn State. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good times. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you beat a number 14 ranked Mississippi State that year, I think. Right. I had that right. And then number 12, Penn State. You end, at finish number eight, 12. Yeah. That's awesome. It was a great year. I mean, that's a great year. Yeah. So let's move to 2019. It was a wild ride. <laughs> okay, tell me about 2019. 2019, so uh, Kentucky is, you know, they lost some of their stars. We'll talk about some of those players. Mm-hmm. And really, 2018, let's talk about it here. Yeah. You had, really, the defense is carried by Josh Allen. Yes. Who is the most dominant defensive player in Kentucky football history. And I don't want to interrupt to introduce Pot Roast. But, I mean, now would be a good time. I think, why don't you talk about your Potters? Okay, so I think this started with the Harrison Twins. So what year was that? So mid-2010. So, so mid- 2014, 20- yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay, so I'm watching uh, Kentucky basketball, as I do. Um, and I just like these players, I just love them so much. But then I re- remember that I'm not in college anymore. And it's kind of weird to love these players so much. And I was like, I just want to like invite them over to my house and like make pot roast for them and just like care for them because they're like 18 years old and like I just love them so much so then I've created this list that Ben and I just call pot roast um, and it's all these like 18 to 23 year old players that um, you just fall in love with like you fall in love with their stories you fall in love with the way they play the ups and downs of the season um, and a lot of these guys because again Kentucky football has been on in my house it's hard not to fall in love with josh allen right so he he i think he was on pot roast at some point he comes in to kentucky as a two-star wow player two-star um from delaware mm-hmm. which is not exactly a hotbed of football talent right um but he becomes a dominant pass rusher uh, breaks the school record for sacks, defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is just insane stuff for Kentucky football. It doesn't happen, particularly defense. Right. Like, we've had some stellar quarterbacks throughout the years. Tim mm-hmm. Couch, Jared Lorenzen, Andre Woodson. Um, but defense, like, that's not what Kentucky football does. So it was just incredible to see that. You paired him. We've mentioned Benny Snell, mm-hmm. who becomes really this face of this hardcore uh, blue chip. Is that the right word? That's probably not the word. <laughs> Blue collar, that's it. <laughs> Get the chips out of here. Put on a nice shirt with a gambling. collar. It's that's poker. A, so uh, blue collar attitude mm-hmm. that we're just going to run over you. Mm-hmm. And uh, he becomes UK's all-time leading rusher in the bowl game. Mm-hmm. There is only by the time that he uh, – and he leaves for the NFL after his third year. But at the end of his third year, there's only one player in SEC history that has more rushing yards than him – after his third year of college, and that is Herschel Walker. That's right. Um, so it's just an incredible career. Yeah. Uh, and becomes really the face of this Kentucky football renaissance. Snell, yeah. Snell, yeah, baby. So it's, <laughs> you know, he was so much fun to watch. Played with a joy. 
played with a smile. Yeah. Uh, so him and Josh Allen on that team uh, really uh, exemplified. And that was the 2018 was led by Steven Johnson, right? Uh, that was Terry Wilson. Terry Wilson. Yeah. When when was Steven, Steven Johnson? Steven Johnson was the year before. That was, was his the last year, year before. Yeah, oh, so okay. he, he was brought back for two years. Uh, and then Terry Wilson. So anyway, we go to 2019. Right. So you lose Snell, you lose Allen, you lose some of those other top players. Is that Bud? Bud Dupree's been gone for like four years. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just write him down. I don't write the years. <laughs> Bud Dupree, I think, was a Joker recruit. Okay, so yeah, Danny Trevathan? Trevathan was uh, when I was in college. <laughs> so before 2010? <laughs> yeah. I don't know where I pulled that that from then. He plays for the Bears now. Well, that's nice. Yeah, okay, that's anyways, 2019. So you've lost a lot of talent, but there's this thought that like Terry Wilson's going to move, going to develop as a quarterback. They're going to be able to... to to develop a little bit more balance on mm-hmm. offense. And, and how like, does that go? Well, Terry Wilson tears his ACL in game two. That's right. <laughs> and then in the third game, Sawyer Smith, who's the backup quarterback, gets hurt against Florida. Right. Uh, and so now. And then your like, third guy, he like third string hurts his like, wrist he somewhere. He like hurt his ACL in the, in the, in the like off season. Right. And another guy, it's just, it's not good. Right. So Kentucky turns to really their only option at this point, a quarterback, and that is a wide receiver. Right. And it's limbo. I mean, just the, at, like the athleticness that you have to. Athleticness. Have. Athle- ath- what is it? Uh, athleticism. I Ath- think would be the word you're <laughs> looking for in that situation. Athleticism. Although athleticness sounds fun. It is. That's not a bad word. It doesn't exist, but it's not bad. No, it's Ath- not. Athleticism of these guys that can be like, oh, you want me to like run and catch a ball? Oh, you want me to go like be have a, the mind of a quarterback and be able to do? I mean, it's just amazing. So they just, Kentucky basically redesigns their whole offense. Mm-hmm. And now uh, it's just associated with what basically is called a zone read or a uh, run pass option, mm-hmm. RPO. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically what the quarterback will do is when uh, in shotgun, he'll snap the ball and then he'll read the defense and he'll have a running back that comes up right by him and he'll have that ball. That you can see these motions I'm making here. Yes. Really like technically sound, right? right? Just so you know. It's good for the podcast. That's right. Uh, so it's like to, to hand the ball off. But then if the quarterback reads that the linebacker is committing one way or the other, mm-hmm. uh, he'll pull in or hand off. Len Bowden with the ball of his hands was just magic, right? It was just watching replays of the guy um, in the open field. It's just like this joy that you see and know when the ball gets in his hands. You're mm-hmm. like, something fun is about to happen. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Kentucky football was in 2019 is like, dude, we're on our, we're, we have a wide receiver playing quarterback. Mm-hmm. But it's fun because mm-hmm. no one can stop. I mean, the only team was Georgia, basically, that was mm-hmm. able to, to slow down Lynn Bowden mm-hmm. in that last part of the year. You yeah. know, 6-2 and two as a starting quarterback. Um, I, I think it would be a little uh, – quarterback is not really a word you would associate here because it's not like he ran the ball. He He's the drugs. only player – in that uh in fbs that year who leads the team in it leads a team in rushing and receiving mm. so he's the only player in the country who leads his team in rushing and receiving and he's the quarterback yeah this is not what you expect right so uh it was a it was such a an amazing effort individual effort and season um He's the second player in school history for Kentucky that ends up with a thousand yards passing, rushing, and receiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, the 2019 first team All American, Paul Horning winner for most versatile 
or all-purpose player. And not only that, uh, the last game in the bowl game against Virginia Tech throws a touchdown pass with 10 seconds remaining to win. So, <laughs> and of course, it's throwing the pass that mm-hmm. was the the thing. So, right, an so incredible it's... career and an incredible season to be able to lead Kentucky to eight wins. Yep, eight and five. So he's done, right? Oh wow! After 2019, he's, he's not dead. I said done. Done. Okay, not just dead. To clear the year. Um, he he's done at that point yeah right? he goes okay. to the nfl all right so we're gonna stop there because before we get to 2020 which was last season um so yeah so we kind of named a lot of the notable players i already told you the ones i have written down stephen johnson included which we didn't touch a lot on him but um randall cobb bud dupree anybody else that you want to list and i want to give gonna... a shout out to a kicker Oh yeah, I do. I have him did over you write here. Him down? I did. I'm so proud. I just didn't put him in my notable players. Austin yes, Austin McGinnis, um, over his career, fifty-one for sixty-four field goals. Um, but he hit two game-winning field goals in the two thousand seventeen season against. Might have been sixteen. Sixteen. It was sixteen. Mm-hmm. I, it was sixteen mm-hmm. against uh, Mississippi State mm-hmm. from fifty-one yards. Yeah, I that's the game I have written down. And that one was Kentucky's down one, mm-hmm. I think. So, and then tied with Louisville hits a forty-eight year forty-eight yard field goal, mm-hmm. like ten seconds left to win. Uh, a lot of people say that if Kentucky loses that Mississippi State game, mm-hmm. you go into the Louisville game with that pressure getting a bowl game. If they go five and seven in that fourth year, Mark Stoops may have lost his job. Yeah. Uh, so, so McGinnis saved Mark Stoops' job is I mean, what I'm hearing you say. That is what I'm saying. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So they've always. I feel like. Kentucky's always had really good kickers, but he definitely was really, really great. Yeah, one of the best. Maybe the best in school history. Yeah. Um, I have a random question. I don't know where to put it, so I'm going to ask you this now. What is Air Raid? Because I was like, this. I read that a lot, and I hear that, and I don't know what that means. It's an offense that basically you just pass the ball. Okay. And that's, that's all you do. Okay, that ball. makes sense. Air yeah, raid. Air, like okay. It. And when Kentucky in the late 90s, Kentucky was really the first team to really use that kind of offense mm-hmm. with Tim Couch, mm-hmm. late 90s. Mike Leach, the pirate, mm-hmm. Mississippi State's coach, was the offensive coordinator. Yeah. Uh, when Kentucky would score a touchdown, it would get like the air raid siren, like in the oh, stadium. Oh, that makes like, sense yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. It just sounds like a cat dying when you do it. <laughs> or Piper's. I know. Gas, so. Okay. Gosh. Um, okay, so let's let's go move on to best moment, worst moment. Let's do it. Okay. Oh, you want to start with the best or the worst? Let's, this is let's gonna, start with the bottom. Okay, so I say it's going to hit hard for you. Yeah. Okay, I have a couple. Um, I have a couple. Yeah. So, um, one's personal. Oh. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, it's only personal because I was at this game. Okay. Uh, 2017. Yeah. Florida. Um, okay. So ha- this is. Now this is the year before the streak ends. Right. This is the year before and the streak ends. Um, it's in Lexington. Ben and I um, <coughs> go to this game. And um, I know Ben seems like a really like nice person on this podcast. <laughs> oh, that's but... <laughs> so sweet of you to say. <laughs> and like personable, but man, when he is watching a football game, he is like a grumpy seventy-year-old man with a radio in his ear, and you just don't talk to him. Um, so I, I don't deny any of that. <laughs> Own your problems. <laughs> 
<laughs> excuse me. So we went to that game and it, um, oh, did I have it? So they lost, they end up losing 28, 27 okay. in the end. Yeah. But you've got to give, you got to build. Okay. Well, you can build. You were there. Well, you Kentucky, lived the emotions. So they're, Kentucky's up 27, 13. Right. And it's like, it's happening. Like, right. <laughs> it's happening. Everybody. And yeah. again, the culture of Kentucky football is like, screw it up on the end. Right. right. I mean, it's something bad's going to happen. Florida's a good team. Uh, well, actually, no, they were terrible that year. I think mm-hmm. they won four four games. Uh, but they, they come back, and twice in that game, Kentucky only on defensive plays only has 10 players on the field, and they leave a wide receiver uncovered. Now, yeah. football coach. Oh, I do Let me put my football part. coach hat on here. Mm-hmm. You'll want to make sure you cover the wide receivers. Right. So it was – and one of those was like the two-point conversion mm-hmm. play at the end. Yeah. So, yeah, it was bad. It was bad, and we had to walk home. and We didn't walk home. We had to walk to our car, which we were cheap, and so we parked like three miles away. And I and Ben did not say one word the entire walk, and I remember being like, this is so fun. Not. This is what not did you fun. want me to say? Would you rather me scream the whole way? Like, what did you want me to do? Just shout to the heavens? I don't know. It was just a bad. It was just a bad whole time. It was like everybody. It was one of those times where everybody just silently walks. It's bad. Yeah. Um. I also mentioned uh vandy 2012 that's which we what, talked about that's on my top is that list. one yours okay yeah why don't you talk about that well it's just you lose 40 to nothing at home to vanderbilt i mean that speaks for itself mm-hmm. even though vandy i think that's the year they won nine games um, yeah but uh yeah i mean <laughs> it's just terrible and that was joker phillips was fired after that game mm-hmm. so that's literally the bottom yeah, um, and then for sure. and then another one that I just thought was interesting was Auburn twenty ten. Oh yeah, okay. So Auburn twenty ten. Remember that's the year they won the national championship yeah. with Cam Newton and Kentucky almost beat them. Yeah, came and down to the end. They came down to the end. They lost thirty seven thirty four. And yep. man, what a story that would have been. I think Kentucky had already beaten South Carolina that year. It was ranked mm-hmm. in the top ten. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that might have been before. Or after I'm not sure that the, the that order but yeah and auburn was number one i think number one mm-hmm. in the country when that happened yeah so, very close so do you have another one other than vandy no that's what I okay got. yeah all right so best moment kind of segueing from there i do have the two twenty ten south carolina win okay yeah um and this is the one before the podcast i was telling you i wrote this down and i don't have all the memory of why i wrote this down of why this was so good so i was hoping i could rely on your memory of why did i say i just put south carolina win cobb yeah, Randall Cobb. I think he did really well that game. Yeah, well, yeah, he did well <laughs> most games for Kentucky. Great analysis. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't write down any of my stats, and I prepped for last night. The ding audio. You could have plugged so in the I'm mic. Sorry. Um, if I, I plugged in the mic. You, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a late touchdown pass. Uh, Mike Hartline, who was Kentucky's quarterback, throws a, a 30 or so yard touchdown pass to Cobb in the corner of the end zone at the end. I mean, it was just a. I mean, it was a. It and was they a, were ranked ten. Yeah, top ten. I top think. ten, yeah. which is a big deal. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. and I, it, and that was, I think, that was Joker's first team. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. Yeah. So it was a good win. Yeah. Top ten. Yeah. And for then sure. I also put the Florida win. Yeah, I think Florida. I I think that you know I have. There's not many games that I in my life that I've sobbed tears of joy after Kentucky football. Mm-hmm. That was one of them. What uh, the Florida the Florida game? Okay, um, just like the raw emotion that you saw from all the players yeah. on the field. Um, it was, uh, I mean, that was a that was a major step for Mark Stoops in the mm-hmm. program. 
uh, to be able to, to move forward and say, hey, there have been a lot of games before that with Florida throughout the streak that very well Kentucky could have won. They just didn't right. for a variety right. of reasons. Uh, guarding wide receivers, one of them. I also put the Citrus Bowl win over Penn State um, mm-hmm. because, again, to kind of end that year with a win, I think that as a, a football program that has not historically had many great seasons, to win it over a, dom- a great program mm-hmm. in a great bowl game mm-hmm. in an exciting fashion, um, it just served as a great bookend to the yeah. season. And I also put the bo- the Belk Bowl win against Virginia Tech, just mm-hmm. the nature of that game. Lynn Bowden, by the way, in that game, Lynn Bowden punched a Virginia Tech player in warm-ups. Oh, I remember that. Uh, and did not get thrown out of the game because it happened an hour before or over an hour before kickoff. Mm-hmm. So, like, the officials don't – there's no jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. It's whatever the team wants. Now, if it was an hour or less – the officials could have probably would have thrown them out. Right. They changed the uh, the NCAA changed that rule after the season mm-hmm. because of that. Well, maybe more plays. Yeah. Games, but they changed that rule to say now that you can't be subject to being kicked out. You can't. You can. Now, oh, you like can now. Okay. Look at that. So that's the Lynn Bowden rule. The Lynn Bowden rule. I've looked forward to this discussion because I want to hear what you have to say on top rival. Okay, so I've, I put this is probably where I put most of my energy. Obviously, not in remembering what happened with that South Carolina win. No. Um, so I looked up a lot of <laughs> stats, and for the last ten years, because that's what we're looking at, right? Last ten years, you know, they really were on par of who will win. You don't know who's going to win with two teams, South Carolina and Vandy. For South Carolina, you got four wins, six losses. Vandy flipped that, six wins, four losses. To me, that's pretty, you know, we don't know who's going to win. That's a rivalry, right? Sure. Um, However, I think at the end of this decade, and hopefully go like where Mark Stoops is taking it, I think that they are going to be more rivals with Tennessee, M- Mississippi State. That's where I think yeah. they need to go. Yeah, or have like have their and, their mind towards. And, and Mississippi State is the West team that Kentucky right. plays every and year. Right, and they, I mean, they had really good, they had really good win like wins over them this last decade. Yeah, uh-huh. you know, like that. I think both of those are good. Like that's where you want to be. You want Vandy and South Carolina to, to be, be automatic bottom. wins yes. every season, yeah. and then that Tennessee, Mississippi State those games to be like your good rivalry games. Yeah. So if you beat, if you like sweep those games, mm-hmm. the Tennessee, Mississippi state, Missouri, if you sweep those, now we're talking about eight, nine, mm-hmm. maybe even 10 wins. If you beat the other West and mm-hmm. you know, we'll talk about that yeah, in a minute. That's right. I don't know if we set a rule to where the top rival had to be in conference. Oh, I've just been thinking in conference. Yeah, because for me, speaking as a Kentucky fan, mm-hmm. it's Louisville. Right. Okay. I, I think. Yeah. That, yeah, and I don't know if that's the because I know Georgia's top rivals Georgia Tech. <laughs> of obviously. course, yes. of course, that's the game that Georgia fans dread every year. Please. No, I think Louisville. I think it's. Uh, I think there's just a natural rivalry. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Kentucky has a natural rivalry in the SEC. Uh, in football. Yeah. Because again, it should be Tennessee. Well, it should, but. You've got like you, you can't convince me that's your arrival to me is you want to match that other school uh, that 
you are their number one right. rival too, right? right? You want to have that, that yeah. mix. So right. you don't want to say, okay, because, you know, Tennessee, you know, we call Kentucky their top rival. Mm-hmm. That's an insult mm-hmm. to Tennessee fans because right. they want their top rival to be Florida, Georgia, right. Alabama. Right. Well, they're not on that level anymore. Mm-hmm. So, but I think that, uh, if, I think it'd be Louisville. I don't think there's a natural rivalry for Kentucky. Um, so I would say Louisville. And you've had so many moments over uh, the the. Lamar Jackson game we've talked about. The next year, uh, there was a there was a brawl or fight in that game uh, where a Kentucky player threw a trash can at a Louisville player. You know, good times, right? Not the victory trash can that uh, is Tennessee, at Tennessee. That's correct. It was not a victory trash can. Okay. Um, and so I would I would put Louisville as the top rival if I had to pick a SEC team. Um, I think I would probably pick Tennessee, but it's again historically that is not a very like even. Right. Rival. I mean, you have a streak. Uh, right, <laughs> and again, Tennessee would not consider Kentucky right. its top its top rival. But right. again, that's that that's where we are. So. Yeah. All right, so we're running a, a little short on time. Right. So, so let's. So go ahead. No, you go ahead. Where were you thinking? I was just going to mention 2020 real quick. Yeah, let's mention 2020, and then real... I have my fun fact I want oh, you to Oh, I want do. fun facts. Okay. okay. Well, 2020, here's the story. You ready mm-hmm. for this? Yes. Uh, lots of injuries. Um, also, some real sucky things. Uh, John Schlarman, who was the uh, offensive line coach, uh, he'd been battling cancer for a couple of years, and he unfortunately passed away in the middle of the season, mm-hmm. right after Kentucky's win. Um at Tennessee, mm-hmm. the first win for Kentucky Knoxville in like a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was also a starting linebacker from the year before in 2019 who had a medical emergency. I think some people think it was a stroke. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Oates, mm-hmm. uh, and he is, uh, you know, he's recovering and in and uh, rehabilitation. So there were a lot of things that Kentucky football had to deal with in 2020. Outside uh, of the pandemic. And outside of that and outside of a 10-game SEC schedule. Right. Which, so, again, like we talked about before, that's going to be really hard for the the non-Alabama teams of right, the Right, when you don't have all that depth to be able to handle that. So Kentucky goes 4-6 and six in conference. Again, the big win is against Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, but we talked about those kind of middle-of-the-road games. You lose to Mississippi State. You, or they beat Mississippi State. They won right? Mississippi State, uh, yeah. Lose to Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Lose to Missouri. In overtime, yeah. Um, you know, so those are lose but really, to Auburn. So Auburn was number eight. Georgia was number five. Right. Alabama was number one. Florida's number six. Right. And those are who they lost to. And then Missouri and Ole Miss were right. ranked. But. Won the bowl game against NC State, mm-hmm. uh, 23-21 in the Gator Bowl. So five and six. Again, it's, it's kind of teed up a lot of – uh, momentum mm-hmm. for this coming year. So let's talk 2021 real quick. Then we'll yeah. do fun facts. Uh, so 2021, uh, a- after the season, Kentucky fires its offensive coordinator and quarterback mm-hmm. coach, Eddie Grand. You mentioned mm-hmm. him earlier. There was no passing game. Mm-hmm. Um, Terry Wilson returned from injury, was not able to really, there was no passing game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was still a, a running attack that just could not throw the ball consistently. So Mark Stoops uh, hires Liam Cohen, comes from the Los Angeles Rams in the NFL, and is going to bring a more pro-style, balanced approach. And Kentucky fans are excited uh, because obviously you get a new offensive coordinator. It could be a very big change. And if Kentucky can develop somewhat of a passing game, don't really know who the quarterback's going to be yet, but um, if they can develop a passing game, 
then this is a team with a really good running back coming back in uh, Chris Rodriguez, mm-hmm. a good offensive line, solid defense. Eight wins is a reasonable expectation. Okay. Sounds good to me. What would you say for win total? Um, yeah, I would say eight. I would say if you're getting back to a normal season um, and you got a couple of uh, schools that are going to have their first year coach. Yeah. You know, I think that that, yeah, I think that this next season could look really good for them. And if you look at the schedule, it's set up pretty well. Georgia's a road game, which if you're Kentucky, I don't think you mind because you're probably going to lose to Georgia anyway. Mm -hmm. Home games against Florida. Home game against LSU. Mm -hmm. I think if you can win one of those, Mm -hmm. then you're cooking with gas. And then a lot of it's going to come down to game two against Missouri. Mm-hmm. Uh, most publications are putting Missouri three, Kentucky four, Kentucky three, Missouri four in the SEC East. If you win that game, it's in Lexington. If you win that game, now you're setting yourself up to make a run at the top two in the division. Yeah. So uh, that's really that's going to be the big game. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, you ready for my fun facts? Fun facts. Now, Brittany has said that she's trying to find things that I didn't know about Kentucky football. So how should I react? Like, what should I do here? Should I act surprised even if I don't know it? Okay, well... Or even if I know it, like it's something that well, I'm Well, okay, I think you've misinterpreted this because uh, okay. this is actually not about Kentucky. I mean, it is, but it's... What are we doing here? This is all about Kentucky football. Okay, well, let me just ask the question. Okay, let me hear okay. it. Well, it's a two-parter. When was the last time UK won the SEC championship? Oh, Lord. Oh, I didn't know that would be hard. <laughs> this is not the hard part. <laughs> the last time they won the SEC championship? Mm-hmm. Was it 77? 76. Okay. So that was Bear Bryant. No. No, it was not. No, I think he was dead in 1976. Really? Oh, yeah, he was in the 50s. Yes. <laughs> Good Lord. Let me, let me hold on. <laughs> now, we've killed Bear Bryant. We don't have to kill him already. He's already dead. Rest in know. peace. Bear know. Bryant died in 1983. Oh, yeah, he's not dead. No, he's born on September 11th. Okay, anyways, we're it's running tough. out of time here because okay, you talk too much about Kentucky football. Okay, there are three teams in the SEC that... Um, have I don't how do you ask this question that are like if you're ranking the last SEC champions there's three teams that are under Kentucky if Kentucky's 76 okay that that, that was that, before right okay. what are those three teams I guess teams? we're not counting A&M and Missouri right because or no I'm not I guess not <laughs> I didn't think about that. Because neither of them have won. South Carolina, who came in in 92. Have they won the SEC championship? I don't think they have. No. Okay, I guess not them. I guess the OG. (laughs) So like Tulane? (laughs) No. Georgia Tech? These are all people people who have been here who are still in SEC championship. This is a good question. (laughs) Vandy? Yes. Ole Miss? Yes. Mississippi State? (sighs) You suck. Vandy's never won the SEC. Well, and I don't think they're about to try. You know, I saw something that said that Vandy should be demoted, relegated out of the SEC. That's so harsh. What if we love Vandy? But what are they doing for the SEC? I guess they make us baseball. Smarter. Now that's true. What that's do you mean? True. What are they doing for the SEC? I, mean, I, don't I, know if I hope much. y'all hear me. I'm. I love Vandy. Well, <laughs> I mean, 
basketball, they're pretty good. They yeah. hold their own. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. All right. Well, we gotta get out of here. It's, I know. Y'all are done. I tried to. Talking. I tried to. We were doing well, and then you had to have some fun facts. It was a good fun fact. It was good. I had a lot of fun. All right. So what's next week? I'm really excited about next week. What is or it? Whenever we do this again. Yeah. We don't really <laughs> have a be, schedule. <laughs> might be in two days. We don't know. <laughs> we just we just show up. <sighs> It's actually my second favorite SEC. Yeah, we'll talk about that. We're going to be doing Auburn Tigers. That's right. Uh, who is, I believe, Jesus' preferred Oh, my gosh. SEC okay. Team. Well, y'all, it's been real. Yeah, it's good times. We're going to talk theology now. Uh, but I'm Ben. I'm Brittany. And this has been You Meet in the SEC.